Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Blackcast on my phone, ready to play right now. It is, it is I, Christian Blatt, Will Sterling. You can say hi. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> I am indeed here. President. Yeah. President. I, I, I didn't know if it, you know, I thought I didn't, you know, I thought you were doing the introductions. Yeah, well, I was, but okay. I wanted you to say hi to the hi. people. I didn't want you to be rude. No, I, I was rude. I'm sorry. And, I was on my phone. Uh, uh, no, that part's all right. I don't mind that. You know, that's 2018. Everybody's on their phone. It's kind true. of at all times. Um, in, and of course, Jeff Duray. Exterminate. Wow, you are yeah, on Dalek. a crazy phone. <laughs> what app are you what using? What app is that? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I uh, last week I forgot to pat ourselves on the back for uh, podcast number two eighty nine when uh, oh, there yeah. were some dope rhymes up top. Now you guys had recorded them in a previous episode. And then um, I did go into the studio. I put a little time and effort and uh, tried to try to get some rhymes together. And uh, I, I felt for the first time I had not embarrassed myself. Uh, and then uh, in general, there was some good feedback. Yeah. And then on SoundCloud, Rod Peters writes, stop ruining the great theme song. Thanks, I saw Rod. That. Yeah. I saw it. What a dick. A, B. <laughs> no, but, uh, th- but thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, we'll Night take your wing. money. Thanks for listening, Nightwing. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Christian. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, see, what everybody really missed out on was his psych-up speech to himself before he did those, those bars. Thing. We threw up in the bathroom. Straight out of Cool Runnings. Feel your rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Look out, Christian. It's rapping time. It it, it was definitely rapping time. So uh, there's a part of me that would love after every episode if we like then like did a freestyle rap to be placed at the beginning of the episode to like, here's what's going to be in store for today. But that's so much effort. And, you know, it's kind of not what this is about. A, any kind of effort, right? So, well, but maybe once in a while we'll do it. You yeah, know? we can definitely do it once in a while. I think it would be just like the idea of the three of us trying to freestyle at the end of each episode. Yeah. It's just like it would get really bad. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is kind of the point. Right. Yeah. Hip hip hop. I hope hip. I don't stop and drop. Hop and lock. See, these, are, these are all. These will all go. I'll, I'll put the. Uh, oh, I'll shit. put the shareable Texas. A cop. <laughs> the shareable Texas beat underneath that. Uh, anyway, it is indeed summertime. This is our big uh, summertime episode, just in time for the summer to be over in some of the country. Uh, here in Los Angeles, summer goes until uh, the day before Thanksgiving. And then it's spring, and then it's summer again, I think, around Valentine's Day. But, you know, summer's winding down for some people. Uh, There are kids that go back to school on, like, uh, August 10th, which I don't know about when and where you guys grew up, but we always went back to school the Wednesday after Labor Day. Correct. And then when I was in high school, they changed it to the end of August. 
I don't understand that. Like, August is prime yeah, summertime. I mean, it's always yeah. hot here, so it's like, well, you're going to have to run the air conditioner even if they go back October 1st, so right. you might as well. Right. Uh, but it's like, oh, so the time that you're not in school is like the end of May and June, which yeah. is less hot. I don't understand. I understand that the outdated school year was set up so that you know kids could work on the farm and help their parents in the summer like that's why you had the summer off i sure. still think of years in terms of like school years. yeah i do yes I know. I can't, oh the new year like, starting I, on the ninth like month september to september i can't wait until the next year of black cast starts you yeah. know when we're gonna we're gonna meet our new teacher <laughs> oh. it's gonna be so great but it's like i'll even be like oh yeah it's a new year because it's now september and then it's like oh it's may or june yeah. the year's over it's summertime yeah when when I was keep going to work when I was first uh, with my wife, you know, she was she had recently graduated college. Actually, when I first got together, she hadn't graduated yet. Yeah, that's hey right. now. Anyway, Great, uh, Robert. But uh, you know, it happens. But anyway, uh, by the way, when when you get to the point that you're you know 42 and your wife's well in her 30s, let's say, let's be let's be delicate. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, then it just turns into like, hey, I I I I just uh, I was smart. You anyway, that, you got that new model. <laughs> um, but oh, but have I put some miles on it? Yeah, oh, she's gonna hear this. Oh, no, I was, yeah, I was gonna make a joke. I was like, ah, it's got great resale value, but I'm like, oh no, no. let's not talk about Jeffrey. Heather like that. I'm just talking about cars, guys. For what are you Jeff, talking about? Jeff, she could be our teacher wait, next year. Were you year. objectifying a human being? Because I was only talking about material Jeff, possessions. I wasn't talking about anything. Jeff, you're the one on the show she likes. Come on. Oh. God damn it. Well, that included me, too, by the she way. That wasn't me. That was, no one's ever liked me. That's not true. Dave it's, the dog loves you. No, he doesn't. It's he all doesn't? The, I bought him a toy yesterday. He fucking refused to play with it. Oh, and that, hey, my kid does that all the time. <laughs> you should have seen him trying to. You should have seen me trying to get him to put on the DuckTales shirt I gave him for his birthday. Wear this. Uh, uh, it's, it's cute. Yeah, he. We got him a, a box. Of, we've talked about how he likes Ducktales, and we got him a box of Ducktales toys and a Ducktales shirt. And he was like, all the figures, including Launchpad, and his favorite yeah. Webby. Darkwing so, in there? Uh, no, bonus, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think that they're that far into the. Launchpad. This is a bonus. I can't it, even know. think of what was Launchpad McQuack's voice like. Oh, and the old one. See, this one, it's Beck Bennett from SNL, so I can uh, think of what that sounds like, but I actually forget what he sounded like. Uh, on, just assume on the it was like John Candy. I don't probably, know why. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, he, he opened, he's so excited to be opening his present. We were like, we're going to let him open one birthday present. Yeah. And he's got this big smile, and he opens it, and he, he just looks inside. Yes. He sees that it's the DuckTales toys and the DuckTales shirt. And he pushes it to the other yes. side of the bed. <laughs> yes. And I was like, well, buddy, don't you don't you want to wear this DuckTales shirt today? And he's like, he's like, no. I'm like, do you? Do you want me to let your sister wear it? Okay. Do you want me to take it back to the store? Yeah, take it back. And it took a while for him to warm up to these toys for some reason. And I don't know what it was, but I was just like, man, he should have been so excited. I like, we saved, like, DuckTales is like the show that he gets to watch as a treat. You know, he, it's like a lot of like Daniel Tiger, because he's like, well, you're going to learn while you're DuckTales is like his Beavis and Butthead. Kind of. Whoa. You know, yeah. You, you know what it is, Christian? Don't meet your heroes. That, that's what it is, I guess. Yeah, you know what? It's like when a kid goes to Disneyland and they're terrified by the mascots. Like, yeah. listen, you think they're good in theory, and then you see them in real life, and they're fucking huge. <laughs> so, but it took, like, weeks for me to finally get him to wear the DuckTales shirt. Yeah. And I was just like, you should have been so excited what about this. What is your problem? What, are you, what is wrong with you? But, so he was, he was <laughs> so... Saying that. What, is what, what is wrong with you? With you? Wear your duck him. shirt, you What is your major <laughs> malfunction, Felix? And so... Mommy and, just, and daddy. We not... didn't want to... He was, he was in such a bad mood, and he's crying. About, On his not birthday? About, not about that. But he just, you know, he was just very so cranky day. It was a very cranky day. So 
we're like, it was his birthday. It was his birthday, and so we're like, all right, we're gonna cheer him up. So we we let him open up some books because it, he was happier with the books. So I'm like, well, that probably Good. would have been me as a kid. You, know, you have a learned child. He, yeah, but he, he's he doesn't more, have time for frivolous toys, Christian. But he loves Ducktales. He likes geometrics. He enjoys squares. I'll tell you what he does love. The ABCs, and uh, it's hard to have a conversation with him that isn't involving, you know, letters and the order the they ABCs. go in and the songs. And okay, yeah, that's good, though. So it's good. No, no. Did, not... Does he struggle with the old LMNOP? Because I remember people, like, at being a little kid and people being like, it's not all one letter. I'm like, I'm aware of that. But the way everyone sings the goddamn is song is LMNOP. Yeah, LMNOP. So what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He'll, t- he'll take the time to let you know a, a word that start that each of those letters, you know, starts with. So you go. Uh, if he was talking about the black cast, he would say that today's show is brought to you by the letter G. Oh. Garbage for... or garbage. See, that's it's completely subjective, whatever you want it to be. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say great. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, but um, then his birthday party, he was uh, he was very happy. The uh, There's like an indoor play place at the mall and then, you know, all the kids show up yeah. and, uh, you know. It was great. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was a good time. And look, he's a great kid. I love that kid. It's just sometimes I'm like, Oh, so you're like a person, so like you'll have moods that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Listen, and uh, you know, I was <laughs> explaining this to uh, I, I think the person I most recently explained this to was uh, our friend uh, Amy Cassandra Martinez, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. Okay, we talked about how you you're all like even not parents. You've Does heard she of, have a kid? You, you no, she doesn't. Okay. But you've heard but about she's ter- married. Yeah, so but you've heard could. about terrible twos. Everybody's heard yeah. about terrible twos. But then you have other parents who will tell you, as in tell me, that it's like, oh, terrible too, yeah. Just wait until you get the three-nager. I'm like, what the fuck is that? A three-nager? You just made that up. Yeah. But then the week that he turns three, I'm like, oh, wow. He's like Wednesday Adams, you know? He's like so <laughs> moody. Listen, as soon as I turned 30, they were like, you need hip surgery. That's true. I was like, what Which the fuck? we did allude to last week, by the way, that you we did talk about how you had the hip surgery. Yeah. You were on remember. the crutches for a while. Yes. And then... We can talk about the fun part of your vacation, but you you sort of tweaked something. <laughs> Can I breathe? You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was getting into my car. I know. I gone swimming at the beach a couple days before I left. Two days before I left, and I have been using during physical therapy and my workouts. Wait, you've been using? No. <laughs> I'm just gonna finish that sentence. Okay. <laughs> during my workouts and physical therapy, I've been using the you know a pain threshold scale. Like, does this hurt? If yes, don't do it. Yeah. So I'm swimming in the ocean. I'm like, this feels great. feels like I'm using muscles I don't normally get to use. This is awesome. feel fine the rest of the day. feel fine the next day. Tuesday, I'm at the Steinbeck Museum. Great mm-hmm. time, by the way. And I'm like, it feels a little tweak. Something's wrong. I'm driving up to San Francisco. I stop at a rest stop. I step into my car and just pop. Ooh. And I was like, oh, that's not normal. And then yeah. my leg was like tingly for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I could walk the rest of the week. But then besides the Charles Schultz Museum, which was the following day, which was a great time also, I will ask you about both of those. Yeah, then the majority of the vacation was spent in Reading, where my grandma lives, and I was supposed to like you know go to the lake and have a good time, but everything was on fire. So I was like moving animals and evacuating stuff, and like and your leg was on fire, using it too much. Yeah, Yeah. I could walk normally, but I was like, there's something wrong. And as soon as I got back, it just like seized up and was like, we're not going to work. So when this wasn't on the podcast, but you know, last time I talked to you, you actually had started using crutches just to alleviate some of the pain. Now you're not on crutches. Yeah, because I couldn't put weight on. So it. do you think that uh, there is there not more surgery? Or I there think might it's be? mending. I'm hoping that there's no surgery. I'm getting another MRI, mm-hmm. which just seems like 
as I start to feel better, I'm like, am I going to waste? Is this a waste of a thousand dollars? But I should probably do it. I, I think it's it, it, it might be both yeah. a waste of a thousand dollars and something you should do. Um, Will I think that uh, the biggest thing that you just need to make sure you follow just a, you know just a rule. You're a, a single man again, and you've probably forgotten number one rule. No fatties. So then, if you have no fatties, uh, your leg's probably going to be fine. I see. Yeah. Well, no. Listen, you got to use it. For, you gotta, I got to be flexible. <laughs> That's true. Hit some positions. All right. Well, <laughs> then nothing but fatties then. And it could be anybody. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm open-minded. You are open-minded. Yeah, this is um, the summer of suck, Chris. <laughs> this is the summer of suck <laughs> and the summer of blow. But in any case, that's like—is uh, that the new show on Freeform? Suck and blow. Suck and blow. Marvel presents uh, suck and yeah, blow. Marvel suck and blow. Yeah, I was always kind of—I was always a fan of suck. But you know what? On the TV show, blow is much better. I really don't like the way they depict, depicted blow. Yeah. No. Just, <sighs> <sighs> Believe me, <laughs> I thought she would be more um, flexible. Anyway, so you talked a little bit about the trip that you took. Yeah. And you, uh, the Steinbeck Museum I've not been to, mm-hmm. um, but uh, for years I've been telling you about the Charles Schultz Museum. Put a little sticker on my wallet. Talk a little bit Watch about, so Center. what do you see at the, where, why is the Steinbeck Center there? Is it just, is it where he lives? It's in Salinas, that's where so, he was born, yeah. grew up, and spent a lot of his life uh, in that part of California. And it's not too far from, you know, Monterey and all those things where a lot of his books took place. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's there. And uh, what did you? What is your takeaway there? Just uh, learning about the man, or yeah. Uh, yeah. And some of the? I mean, the books. I mean, I've read. I don't know if I've read the majority of his novels, but I, I've read, I've like read half. I I've think. read *Grapes of Wrath* and *Of Mice and Men*, both in tenth grade. So that's why I've read them. Okay. And, and it's not that I was just like, oh, I can't believe it. You know, they were they were good. I mean, there are other books that I read in. Like apparently, I'm supposed to think *The Great Gatsby* is a great book. I, I was listening to *The Great Gatsby* audiobook read by Jake Gyllenhaal. What? While driving. By Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I mean, at least get Maggie. Sometimes you know? celebrities do books, and it's fun because it's like, hey, you're like performing. Well, it's like how you can get the, the Waze app oh. on your phone but you I change the voice of it. That's true. I would change the voice to, from Jake to Maggie. Okay. You but both want to talk at the same time. I, I, I just wanted to, get... to call back to last week and just say, F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> but I will that say that the I, important so... audiobook that I listened to while driving was... Travels with Charlie in Search of America, which is a Steinbeck book, as read by Mr. Gary Sinise. Hey, yeah. Lieutenant Dan did a fucking yeah. bang up job. It was great. Uh, Lieutenant Dan was in. Was he in the movie of Mice and Men? Or did he? Yes, he yeah, was. And he also with, did a stage uh, version. John Malkovich. Yeah, and he did the stage version of Grapes of Wrath. So there you go. Yeah. Um, and so did you? Did you learn anything? Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about his life, and there's good yeah. quotes. I mean, I knew some, but I didn't know that much about his personal history because sure. I've never read a biography of him. Now I ate lunch in his house where he was born. Really? I saw the bed that he was born in. Did you eat on the bed? No, it oh. was like just the frame, like okay. taken apart. But it was oh. like this was the bed. Still see it. Yeah. Now the uh, Charles Schultz Museum is uh, where is that? I've been there. A little I, north in Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. I couldn't yeah. think of the name of the town. Yeah. Which, uh, if anybody remembers uh, from the old Dennis Miller show, from the beginning of the show, uh, we would have. Uh, Steve, the Lennon Murder Truth guy, would call in from. This is before both of your times. It's I was before, say, I don't remember yeah, this guy. Th- this guy has a website about how Stephen King murdered John Lennon, not oh. Mark David Chapman, the guy, because he and he has like all this. I'm using air quotes. Evidence that uh, from People magazines, like leading up to John Lennon's assassination, and anytime uh, he would call, he would spin it to whatever the topic was. 
to just trying to get London Mode of Truth out there. Yeah. And so then Dennis would just start like letting him get to it right away. But then he would be like, okay, well, so what do you do the rest of your time? Like when you're not doing it, when you're not obsessed on this. And it's like, I guess we found out he played golf and stuff like that. He stopped calling in pretty early on in the show, okay. but he was probably every day. He was silenced by Stephen King. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah and, and Castle Rock, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and I just thought it was, uh, I just remembered that it was it was Steve from Santa Rosa. I remember the guy's name, too. His name is Steve Lightfoot, and the website, I, I don't know, I haven't looked in a while. I think Leonard Murder Truth is still Lightfoot's so, pretty heavy-handed. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, a shining example of somebody who's <laughs> gone too far. It's probably uh, yeah. something that, uh, you know, we we could have said on the radio show if we were having this conversation 11 years ago, but uh, we didn't. So, anyway, you went to uh, Santa Rosa, which uh-huh. there used to be a Johnny Garlics there, which is... I don't even know what that is. Well, it probably that burned down because they Johnny, had a big fire the summer before. Is that Johnny Rockets, like... <laughs> Poor cousin. Johnny well, Garlic. The jo- cousin, Johnny it's Garlic. Johnny Garlic. Johnny Garlic. Johnny Garlic is, uh, that's uh, Guy Fieri's restaurant. <laughs> and so I went there, and I don't know, it was great. Um, oh, sorry, so then the voice is, Johnny Garlic! Johnny Garlic! <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! <laughs> Look at Johnny my beard and my weird hair! Flavor <laughs> and by the way, for those of you interested, Lennon Murder Truth yeah. is, is still up there, but just know that there's an immediate warning when you type it in. Not secure, you know. Oh, like he wants like your a, information. He definitely wants all of your information. So Stephen King, shot yeah, John Lennon. But the best thing, and I remember that this was always there. As John would say, "quote Don't let me down. Please support me. I can't do it alone. Let's confront the media, or they won't tell." So, uh, and for anybody who was listening to the radio show back then, this might be a, a nice trip down memory lane. I but want the, the, re- the reason I mentioned the Santa Ana part of it is yeah. that apparently. Uh, he has like a van that promotes his oh, website, so like um, you would just see I wish it. I, saw it. I, would, I wish I saw it. I didn't think that was the purpose of the van when you first brought it up. <laughs> yeah, he's got a van. No, he, no, he he puts on a sling and he tr- pretends that he needs help moving a couch, oh. and you get in, and then he pushes it all the way. Also, in. that's the one thing. If 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 he's helped, it's like I'd be like, how the fuck did you get this couch out here in the first place? Mm. You got it all the way to your car with a sling. And now you need, like, I'm going to watch you do the rest of the work because I'm impressed that you got to couch all the way out to the street. My thing is, if somebody tried to shove me into a van with their couch, I would just shove the couch back onto them on the ground where they would be at a disadvantage because right. the couch is falling on them. Yes. But, but usually you would Ted be a Bundy, slender bodied lady. Yeah, that, say, Ted yeah. Bundy was usually stronger than the ladies who was like, yeah, just go ahead and yeah. help Listen, me. guys, if these women were six foot two, over 200 pound men, he, they would be able to handle this he was situation. Not, he was not a Ronda Rousey type. You know, no. That was not his type. No, he wasn't. But anyway, so you went to Santa Rosa. I did go to Santa Rosa. Years, I was like, "Will you have I mean, to, and go I wanted to go to for the you. Charles Schultz Museum?" Yeah, and I was like, "I know you don't take a lot of vacations, but it's just get in the car, I drive." I finally took one. Yeah, yeah. I, it. How long have I known you? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. So oh. it's a lo- it took a long time for you to get up. Well, I didn't go to the Charles Schultz Museum until two thousand eleven. Now that I remember, so it's awesome. it was it was a long time of just like the sky shrink and the and the one puppy cafe was closed. Oh, well, honestly, the ice rink, that's, it's I just okay. I want to go inside. Yeah, I mean, it's all I right. want to eat though. at the Warm Puppy Cafe. I did eat at the Warm Puppy Cafe. See? Yeah. But uh, the uh, the museum's <laughs> great. That's, that's a I point. spent, in both museums, I, like, because these are museums that I want to see for years, I, I started in the beginning, and I went every path that I could, and I mm-hmm. read, like, every single plaque, yep. every single comic strip, 
So by the time I left, I had been at the Charles Schultz Museum for like five and a half hours. Yes, and yeah. I remember I said to you, it was like just just plan to spend the day because you yeah. don't know how long it'll take you. Right. You know, don't don't think like oh I'm going to do this thing afterwards. Just just go to it. And um, are there favorite moments from the Charles Schultz Museum? There, I mean, a lot of seeing the original strips and how big they are and the yeah. ink, you know, on the paper. I so always like, like seeing that. Yeah. yeah, or like when he'd fuck up and like paste a piece of paper over it to like change well, it. Well, no, keep in mind that it's Charles Schultz and it's family friend friendly. So he would chuck up. Is That's probably right. right. This is bad bell. That's why I gave That's myself. Okay. Uh, but I like I like the drafting table that they had. Yeah, the, you know, the, getting the, to see the, the, the recreation the replica. Of if we're making bad jokes, I oh, have please, one. Yes. Uh, you know, he actually was a plagiarist. He stole some of his work from the uh, earlier work. You're three fifths of a man, Charlie Brown. It's like a slavery joke. Just I, get rid got of it. I got it. <laughs> wow, this is a deep. That's so, a deep. That's a yeah, deep cut. So yeah, yeah and, and and this is coming from our resident Black K Klansman. Right yes, here is, uh, <laughs> Jeff Duray. So you can find that. Kind David of... Duke is a very reasonable. <laughs> I mean, he was played by Trevor Grace. So <laughs> yeah. So Venom. <laughs> Oh, Eric yeah, Foreman, but, the, you know. the, the real Venom. The good not, Venom. Not, the this real Tom, Venom. not this Tom Hardy Venom. Uh, so you get to go to that, and did you, did you buy any merch? You uh, don't seem like a big merchandise guy. I bought some but... postcards and a magnet. Okay. I'm not a big merch guy. I don't need, an, I don't need any more mugs. I don't need any shirts. Well, then you can return that podcast mug anytime. Well, then. you know what I mean. But at Steinbeck <laughs> Center, I bought a book, because he adapted Mice and Men, and um, one of his war books of into plays so i bought those two as plays that's cool and then a martini glass because i do love my martinis and it's got a little quote on it from the winter of our discontent so i didn't buy that Wait, much swag. that was him yeah i know that's <laughs> and richard the third richard the third is also his yeah i know he wrote that yeah. um richard the third <laughs> well uh, you know what i mean also dick cubed is how you can just uh, refer to uh, richard the third um, so did cubed. you? And I, I know you were excited to stay in like uh, really seedy, shitty hotels. Along that was the way. part of the plan. Did you realize the that? first night I stayed in San Francisco? Oh. Because when I was in Salinas, I was at a brewery drinking some beers, and I asked the lady, "I was like, you know, I did all the Steinbeck stuff. What else should I do?" And she was like, "Honestly, you should leave." Like she was like, "Go to San Francisco." <laughs> I'd go to Monterey or San Francisco or something else. Like it's cooler out there, and I, not temperature wise, but like more fun. And I was like, also temperature wise, by the way, great. Yeah, San Francisco was. much cooler. And uh, I was like, <laughs> she's like, it's kind of a small town. There's nothing to do here. And I was like, okay, I get it. So I texted my friend who lives in San Francisco. And she's like, I'm free. And I was like, cool. And I got there. She's like, do you have a place to stay? And I was like, nope. Can I wink, stay with wink. you? Yeah, she, that was great. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I've known her for a long time. So we didn't do anything in San Francisco. We didn't like go out or anything. We just had dinner and talked and stuff. And uh, she had a hot roommate. And then I slept on the couch. And then I left the next morning. Where did the hot roommate sleep? You know, in her bedroom, like a normal person. Well, I don't know. She could have slept on the couch with no. you. No, she has a boyfriend. Okay. And so what, what your man got to do with me? <laughs> that, thank you, Jeff. I'm glad that. Uh, so, and it was like not a full week, but it was. It was. Like four, I five left days, on or? Tuesday, and I came back the following Monday. Okay, so yeah, that's a, that's a week, and uh, I haven't known you really to take vacations, and um, I don't. I used to take. I don't know why I don't. Uh, because now that I have Dave, like, I always worry about, like, how much yeah. it's going to cost and, like, all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh, it's so expensive. But then I was basically just asked my friends. I asked Katie. I was like, would you handle Jeff? I watched him for the one of the weekends. Yeah. But Katie was like, yeah, I'll walk him. And I was like, I can't do this. Katie, like, okay. seemed, Katie seems pretty cool about, She's got about used, Dave. She's got yeah. used to the Dave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, that helps. Uh, so 
so great. I'm glad that you have to. I used to take trips all the time, and now I never go anywhere. You should. You I, should take the kids. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. we'll take them to like my wife's parents. That's that's as far as it goes. Listen, yeah. they fucking live really far away, so yeah. that's like a road trip. I mean, itself. it I would takes like an hour to get to Sacramento. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, we we took Felix to uh, to Vegas. You know, a couple couple years ago, right after Olympic Christmas. Gardens. Uh, we did not go to the Olympic Gardens. No, he would have had a good time. I don't, I don't think he, his fake ID was uh, ready yet. I don't oh. think he could have gone in just yet. But uh, you know, maybe, maybe for his tenth birthday, we'll have it at the OG. <laughs> That's probably about right. Um, I was a, I, I was at, uh, I was at Hooters once, where a kid was having a birthday party, and at uh, Hooters, uh, yeah. Uh, Were both well, parents okay. there, or was it just okay. the dad so, hosting? So hang on. Why would the kid want the party? Or, or what's How your, old was the kid? Uh, was probably like you know, t- t- 10 to 12, somewhere in that range. Perfect. I mean, okay, so I'm just going to throw it out there. And maybe I'm weird for this, but like, I guess I was just too desensitized by the time Hooters even like came into my life because well, I never found it interesting. I was oh, like, it, it's it, really wait, not. Wait, it is not Not at all. It, no. But that's the thing is like, even when I was a little kid, I was like, their boobs are still covered. There's yeah. this thing called the internet now where I can yeah. see those okay. uncovered. I'm not interested. Boy. And the chicken wings, I know some people love them. No, they're I awful. think they're fucking disgusting. They're really bad. Buffalo Wild Wings they're is my So I'm like, why would if I go there yeah. under any circumstances? Like, if I want shitty chicken wings, I can go to an actual actual strip club yeah. and see real, like, uncovered Some James tips. and Games had pretty good chicken strips. And, you know, other and, things. And James, burger, James and Games has other, other things. The that, burger was uh, a little salty. but Jeff, w- Jeff was able to get something really salty off the menu from James and Games when yeah. he went. I had um, the Clarence Casino. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that where Brzezinski <laughs> lost all that money? Uh, the Clams Casino. <laughs> he does Bajeski. lose a lot of money at the Clams Casinos. <laughs> There's one of them that used to hang around a lot. The Clams Casinos we used to see. Is Clams uh, Casino like a good term for when you're just gonna like have sex with somebody without a condom and they definitely have AIDS? <laughs> Roll the dice, Clams oh, Casino. You should get like, like three steps oh. further than you needed to. It's okay. We already made the the David Duke joke. Yeah, I'm just, this I'm just, where we I'm are. digging my grave this episode. I don't care. <laughs> oh, please, uh, and and keep at it. But I remember being at the Hooters, and like the kid di- didn't get a lap dance, but it was like the were like waitresses like dancing for him while he sat on a chair. They didn't really? touch him. They didn't like get close. But it was like uh, I- I'm just like. What the fuck? And this was this was like the this was the Hooters in uh, in Hollywood. So it's by Hollywood and Highland. How long ago was this? Uh, within the last ten years, uh, wow. a little bit less. My friend Brad, a regular guest of the Black Cast, Brad Morin, he chicken wings is like a thing that he can't get in in Australia. At least at that point, they weren't common. For some reason, chicken wings and lemonade are like things that you can't get. So he he wanted and to go. Super easy to make. Come on, Australia. Super easy. Maybe lazy. Yeah, Australia houses. might be hard to raise chickens because think of like all the snakes and super deadly incest. Yeah, incest. Well, no, no, you were right the first time. By the way, you were definitely right. All the that first deadly time. incest. All those deadly incest. <laughs> You know, it might be deadly, but it sure is fun. But anyway, I think that uh, the the issue there was that it was just where we were, and he was like, "Oh, let's go to Hooters." And I think 
his wife was with him and she was just fascinated by the idea. But then it's like the idea of Hooters is so different than what it actually is. You know, I've, right. I've definitely told the story on the broadcast before about going out to lunch. It was a work lunch when I worked on Dennis the CNBC show and we were there and we just, you know, that's where we went. And uh, at the Dennis end, was there too. No, Dennis was not there. Okay. It was uh, Eddie Feldman, the executive producer, was sort of the the only person with name recognition that anybody might really know who he is. Okay. And we were there, and our waitress at the end is like, "Hey, I just wanted to thank you guys, and sorry if I wasn't that, if I wasn't as fun as you might have been expecting. But my dad just died, and I I don't say that there's anything wrong about the fact that this uh, woman's uh, dad may have died, which I actually don't believe uh, I think it's just a weird tactic yeah. to like try and get like oh I'm gonna suck at my tip tactic well I think it was a tip tactic and um, when I was just like wait do you think that we're here to have you bring us down yeah <laughs> you know I don't, I don't think you understand this exchange mm-hmm. here Hooters waitress we definitely don't care you know, uh, even if it's true, which should have been like, no way, my dad just died too. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Can god, we we're, talk about it. We're just the same. Do you uh, I have your number so I we wish can console I each other? Wish I had been there. I would have been like, old news, bitch. Keep walking. But and just the idea that the wings are good, yes, yeah, Jeff uh, addressed. It's uh, oh, it is, it is not true. But it's like I don't know. I guess it's for people who feel like they can't get away with going to a strip club. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. getting real trouble if you go there. But right. if we're going to go to Hooters, oh, okay. That's not even... Hooters, to me, is indicative of that, like... I don't want to call it toxic max- masculinity because yeah. I feel like that plays into this idea that being masculine is somehow not okay. Cause sure. There is a difference between being... Like a a good man, and then toxic. So yeah, I mean, you yeah. don't even have to use that term. It's like it's like being a guy versus being a bro. Yeah, you know what but I mean. It's like, like I don't. When you've got, have you ever felt like when you're talking to other guys? Um, and this is kind of almost like that locker room talk that yeah. was brought up so long ago. But it's listen, not that not that long ago. Okay. <laughs> it's just like when you when you're like I, I I think more close to like when I was in high school and that kind of shit and guys are just talking stuff where you're like that you definitely didn't do that yeah you, you're definitely like why are you trying to be this hypersexual yeah, and it's probably because you're like you just masturbated for the first time because right. we're like 15 and you're discovering your body what but like that persists throughout life like you'll always find the guys that are trying to be like yeah yeah fucking oh look at all the let's go to the place where the chicks are and like oh do you see that ass and every and it's just like why when we're just like doing something do you need to exist of like staring at people's asses and <laughs> and tits and these other things i'm like it's not that i don't get down with that stuff but it's just like it's like when you bring it up and present it constantly, as though, like that's the only you're thing just, we should yeah, just trying to compensate. It's, it's just like to, okay, it's time to take a break from it for yeah. sure. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I think Hooters is born from in my mind is it's just like we want to go to a place where we can kind of imply that we're seeing short shorts and some tits, but yeah. not really. And it's just like no, you're you're probably like. <laughs> Hooters to me is probably like the number one beard restaurant. It's like I want to see boobs, but not really all the way naked. <laughs> Gross. 
So, um, are we going Hooters after this? There's yes. one in Burbank mm-hmm. right over by. Yeah, but when we, went to, so, the, yeah, oh, when we went to the yard house, I don't so know why close. we didn't go to uh, Hooters. I mean, except for the part that it's terrible. But well, now I mean, that I know it's there. Yeah, it's, it's also, right they, there. Also, they do a good job at, like, they have two beer sizes. And the yeah. one time I went, they're like, oh, yeah. they make you feel, like, they, t- they play into that, though, because mm-hmm. they make more money. And I ordered a beer, and the girl's like, do you want the, the normal size or do you want the man size? Yeah. And I was like, Excuse me? Do you want the little pussy bitch yeah. size? Yeah. It's basically, and people will be like, that's not what that means. Come on, that's what that means. That is yeah. what that means. And you upsell from yeah. like a 16 to a 24 what, ounce what, beer because they, like you're a man. And I look around the fucking bar and like every guy that you would expect has the fucking yeah. man-sized beer. Like, it's okay, a place like a called Hooters where you're innuendoing looking at tits. You right. think they're not going to play oh, off of that? Yes, of course. Th- that's, it's, it means tits? I thought I knew they have the owl on the, the owl. Yeah. I it's thought not, it was the owl. It's, no, it's not I, an aviary society. It's also not a Hootie and the Blowfish-themed well, restaurant. I wish that I hadn't brought my binoculars. <laughs> yeah. That's My bird watching group went to Hooters and they were really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, basically the small beer they're they're telling you it's the a normal pint. Yeah, the normal pint. The they're they're calling they're calling the bitch size. Yeah, or they're basically uh, engraved on the glass should be the uh, slur word for homosexuals we don't use anymore that starts with an F. Oh. It might as well be right on that glass. Yeah. Is what they're trying to tell you. It's like this is you. <laughs> Go ahead, have that. It'd be funny if there really wasn't a second size. Like they were just <laughs> trying to. Choose. You can have the value size that's like the appropriate price for things, or you can have the I will definitely fuck you if you buy <laughs> the, this drink the size. man size. I should just just bring like a like a kitty cup from a restaurant, you know, like the kid size plastic. I'm like, you just put my beer in this. Yeah, could you That'll just be fine. just a taster? Yeah, it's a two ounce. Yeah, just, it's fine. Just I've got I brought my own shot glass here. <laughs> Fill me up. Uh, hey, honey, can you just give me the tip of the beer? That's really all I need. Thanks. I'm just looking just for some the head. head. <laughs> Look at you guys. Oh my god. If we were gonna freestyle on uh, this. Alright, so uh the black cation when we have it, uh we will definitely The Black Cruise. The Black Cruise. Well it's not gonna be a cruise, it's really gonna be the, oh, it'll be the cruise. I don't think I don't think I can uh, get the cruise get I don't, think I, can get, I don't think I can get the money together for that. But uh and who would come on the black cation anyway? And I don't mean come like the way I usually mean it Jeep on the show. Uh, if we timed it on the Kiss Cruise at the same time, so if we, we could get all of Kiss, on Kiss Cruise, on, no, 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 yeah, we co-share the boat with Kiss. They'd be yes. like, absolutely, Christian. <laughs> People, <laughs> we're gonna have a rock and roll party tonight. See, and yeah. then you'd be the, guy, the guest of honor. Yeah, and and uh, Peter Chris would not be allowed. Uh, you know. Uh, speaking of which, uh, recently, Will, you sent me a little message to make sure that I was aware. Yeah, that, I, I uh, assumed that you already were, that, but it just like it was a Cooper sponsored and ad. Alice Cooper and Ace Freely were playing at the Greek Theater. I'm like, yeah. oh, I've known about that. Is that, that for the a T-shirt you're wearing right now? Uh, this is a T-shirt that I was given by my friend Dan, who was visiting from New Jersey. We went. Um, Dan and I grew up together, and um, he was just out here because they usually he and his girlfriend usually go to Disney World every year, but this year. Alice Cooper was basically playing on his birthday with Ace Freely, so he's like, all right, well, let's go to Disneyland this time. Let's mix it up. So anyway, so he, I don't know, he got this shirt at a convention somewhere. Uh, and since people can't see it, now that I think about it, mm. it's uh, Alice Cooper with Jason from uh, Friday the 13th. So this is, this is a Friday the 13th part six. Yes. 
<clears throat> T-shirt. Anyway, so uh, I went to that, and you know, it reminded me that when you and I saw Ace Freely, just yeah. how fucking drunk we got, <laughs> because they were like, "I'll buy you a beer," and or I know it was, I think it was liquor, and it was like fifteen dollars. Yeah. And then it's like, and then Will's like, "Oh fuck, well now I need to buy it." So between the two of us, we spent thirty dollars on beers <laughs> or on drinks, and it was like, God, if only we had just like. Bought a case and drank it in the parking lot. That's, you know? I I tend to do that now. Normally. <laughs> Where was this? Which this was at the Saban Theater yeah, in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I didn't drink at the Grink Theater. So oh, uh, I saved saved a lot of money. I went to the Hollywood Bowl for the first time a couple months ago. First oh. time, really? Yeah. What did you see there? I saw the Beauty and the Beast live. How was that? Nice. It was okay. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer, my favorite. Oh. Saying it, be our guest. By the way, is that why you went? I was there for. Rachel's birthday when we were together. Oh, okay. Yeah. What if you were there for Rachel's birthday when you weren't together? That, that would be, be awkward. That would be less yeah. fun, right? Uh, we're supposed to see John Williams together in September, and I'm not going to do that. But anyway. But, but the, if you still have the ticket, the ladies, beers. at Will Sterling underscore on no, Twitter. No, because there's something else now going on that evening that I'm going to do instead. So I'm going. Oh. No, I didn't buy the tickets. Wait, she you're going, bought, with, you're going with Rachel? Tickets. Yeah. You can go well, That's weird. Nah, it's super weird. Um, <laughs> I But the beers there were like $17. Yeah. Yeah, it's just why I don't. Typically drink at concerts, but well, the good part about the the bowl is that you can it's BYOB to an extent. Not at like sanctioned Disney ones. You can't uh, bring outside food on the Disney. So we chug like two bottles of wine that we brought in like the forty five minutes bes- before the show, just sitting outside like drinking wine. It's great. The first yeah. show I saw at the Greek Theater was I, I forget who the opening act was, but it was that Tame Impala was the middle act, which is who I was really there to see, and then the headliner was the Flaming Lips. Okay. And like by the time we got there, I was already hammered because I went with my friend Mike, and he was just like, "We should do a bunch of shots before we leave," and I was like, "Not drinking that much," so I was like, "Sure, yeah, that's, that's a great, idea. that's a great idea. Yeah. Let's have a bunch of shots." Like I made it through the Tame Impala set, and then the Flaming Lips set was going on, and it was just like, the lead singer is like on some sort of stand, but the stand is a giant dress that like flows down Sweet. on uh, onto the ground and is covered in like LED lights and stuff. And so he's just like standing there singing into this thing, and there's like this crazy light show happening on this dress thing that he's essentially wearing gown that goes all the way down to the ground. And all this like crazy shit happening with the light show, and I am now so drunk that I cannot handle it. I had to like completely to close my up. eyes, almost. I had to close my eyes and just listen to the rest of the concert because I was like, "There's too much going on. See, I will get sick." I get a little claustrophobic in really crowded spaces like that, especially if it's like a standing room only show. That if I get too drunk and sway, like I start to fucking freak out. Mm. But when we went to see Ace Freely, you did not get that drunk. No, because we got to sit down. We did get to sit down. I've always been an old person. I don't. I'm like, I don't. It's too loud. Yeah, no, no. I don't want to stand the whole time. When, yeah, I used to. That's I, my bones. I Ever since I was a kid, I was like, I hate concerts. When I went to concerts, I was always like, oh man, I'm going to get there early. I'm going to get, I'm going to, you know, it's general admission. I'm going to get right there on the floor. I'm going to be up against the stage. And now it's like, oh, you can, uh, you can spend like $40 more and get a chair. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want that chair. I, the chair. I definitely want the chair. the chair. And look, I, you know, my wife definitely prefers that as well. And sometimes like even a great show that you're happy to be standing for, uh, there's all the time where the band's not playing. There's other bands playing. There's yeah. waiting for it, you know, and then it's like, but you're, you're standing up for so long. It's just like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I want to stand for the, the band I want to see. I stand, I standed. I stood for both Ace Freely and Alice Cooper. I stand with Ace Freely and Alice I, Cooper. I do too, you yeah. know? Which, by the way, there is a very funny deleted scene from Infinity War oh. where Peter Quill and Drax get in an argument over Ace Freely. 
<laughs> uh, because uh, Peter wants to hear New York Groove. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Drax feels that. Uh, have you seen this? I did. I, yeah. uh, I watched the. And, oh, I and Drax it. feels that he is. Uh, he, he, he characterizes him as a bad person. And so then uh, Peter basically says that he will not have him. Uh, he doesn't use the word besmirch, but he doesn't want him to speak badly about about Ace Freely. And I was just like, this is great, but it didn't make it into the movie Damn. because the movie's too long. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Right. But, uh, and what it didn't need is, you know, a, a Guardians of the Galaxy side tangent about, uh, about Ace Freely. But I mean, it kind of did. I mean, it, it, it. Well, no, I'm not saying that. That's not from Guardians Two. That's from that's from it was, Infinity. It was, it was like a whole. Been in it was a whole Zune scene. Yeah, using the oh, Zune. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, which it's like. Hey, Give me back my Zune. Yeah, like, exactly. that's the funniest part of this. I just it love is. that they we saw that on the page and like even that still we're like I think we should shoot this. Yeah. Like I would be like I think we could cut this before we even go yeah. to production and waste the million dollars this day that it will cost us. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and, but you got to think they were shooting both movies at the same time, so it's like. You Guardians probably and Infinity War? Uh, no, the both Infinity, both Infinity War. Oh, right, right, right. So okay. it's like you're already just like, let's shoot everything, everything. under the sun yeah. because we have everybody here for like maximum budgets, but we have this amount of time. Like, let's get everything shot. I, I would personally think that would be find a way to work that into the next one. Uh, I, but they're 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 not around anymore. They're dead. So when they, they come back, no, that's the, why would you think that that would happen? I think they could very easily make <laughs> them stay dead because none of them want to come back because James Gunn is no longer directing the movie. Well, so Marvel true. has the perfect out yeah. it's true. to it, change it, all it, the guardians. Drax can stay dead. Yeah. Uh, Bautista, you don't want to work? Okay, that's yep. great. Which is something we have not talked about on the podcast. No, I wanted to talk mm. about more fun things. But uh, since it's it's now come up, uh, were you going to say something different, though, Jeff? Or? No, I was just going to say James Gunn in my head. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's definitely an older issue now. And when we did our Comic-Con recap, I saved it for the end because oh, I knew if we talked, talked about it. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. As I was like, I knew if we talked about it at the beginning, we wouldn't get to the stuff I really wanted to talk about. So when yeah. we didn't get to it. And I think that I understand when any kind of pressure like that is put on Disney. It's like, yes, he was joking. Yes, it was a long time ago. But it's about child molestation, and you're fucking Disney. And they're like, "Yep, he's out." And I think that they were very quick to do that. And I do understand it. I I think that it's it's silly that it happened. But at the same time, I do at least understand from a business standpoint where they're like, "Yeah, we we got to get rid of this guy." But at the same time, we're still going to use your script, which later became a a, a bigger issue. Um, the real point is. And we talked about this on Marvel TV Weekly, which I am one of the hosts at After Buzz TV. Uh, one of the hosts, uh, Zia, that I was talking to, she made the point that, you know, they knew about these tweets and they hired him anyway. Yeah. You know, so it's like when they saw those tweets, they probably should have been like, oh, you know what? That's really not good for us. Right. I know you can go ahead and delete them, but they're still out there. We're going to have to work with somebody else. So yeah. they should never have hired him to begin with if they thought that they, if there was the guy that you always talk about is like, yeah. uh, one thing, Real quick. this director, um, yeah. he tweeted jokes about jerking off to pictures of little kids. Right. And you're Disney. So, yeah, we're going to have to go with a pass on that. One of my favorite Twitter responses was somebody said, hey, Disney, you know who said worse things than James Gunn? Walt Disney. But I don't think he said them about kids. He no, just said he them about Jews, and nobody yeah. liked them. Yeah. And I'm just saying that because it's a joke, but also true. No, because it's a joke! Anyway. Um, You're going to get fired from a Marvel movie 10 years from now because <laughs> of this episode. Because you God, don't like Marvel Jews. What Marvel movie would I be in? No, I love Jews. Come on. That's not what your comments just said, Christian. Oh, OJ Simpson, I love Jews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, sorry. Well, uh, it was 
so there's there's a whole joke in Black Klansmen. Oh my gosh. Where they're talking about like um so one of the characters, uh Donald Dr- Donald Adam Driver's character is all like uh all, all my heroes are black and he starts listing a bunch of characters. And then the uh, Denzel Washington's son, who's like the lead uh, actor, is all is uh, or no, he was talking about a bunch of white heroes he has, and then they're like, "Oh, our heroes are black," and he's like, "I love Juice." Oh, and they they all just get into a whole thing like, "Oh, Juice, he's the best." <laughs> Orenthal James, but you didn't know that. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's it's interesting that. The cast is just like, well, you know, we we get it. We don't. We we can still stand by this guy, and condemn the fact that he thought it was funny to joke about this. Right. Um, and you know, it's it's really just uh, man. Twitter is just. Uh, you know, it used to be somebody else made this point, but you know, drugs used to ruin everybody's career, but yeah. now it's just tweets. Yeah, yeah, it's really just tweets. Whether you have them now or you had them a long time ago. I was gonna say the the, the poster boy and the pillar of the MCU is a man who's a former like insane drug addict who one time woke up in his underwear in his neighbor's child's bedroom. Yes, and, and, uh, and you're talking about Stan Lee. No, Robert Downey Jr. I remember yeah. when I invented. I remember when I invented heroin. Home invasion. Jack and I, I remember when I invented molestation. <laughs> Allegedly, uh, it's just I was hanging out with my funny. friend James Gunn because <laughs> that whole thing was about like Robert Downey Jr. Second chance, we gave him a second chance, but I guess that was before Disney purchased them. Yes, that is definitely before Disney. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's very true. I, it just seems like can't we? I, it feels like there are certain things that happen where common sense or just like basic what seems like rational reactions or understandings of things need to get brought in and just be like, look, I understand public sentiment is like all worked up into a fever pitch, but like, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. This is reality. Like, let's all let cooler heads prevail and realize that jokes that people make from years ago shouldn't dictate their livelihood right now. Right. But unfortunately, that's exactly what happens. I mean, we're running into this with athletes. Like, there there was a pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers who was pitching in the All-Star game. While he's on the mound, all of a sudden he starts twen- trending on Twitter because uh, he had some uh, racist, uh, um, anti-gay, you know, there's like several different comments. When he was like 16, 17, and it's like, oh, it's not okay to be racist and homophobic when you're a kid, but people do dumb things when they're a kid. Of course. And, and you know, and thing. you used to be able to be a dumb kid right. and have it not necessarily ruin your, your, uh, present, your, li- your present livelihood. I'm yeah. just like, if you didn't tweet it now, then why are we as concerned about it, right? Like, let's let people represent themselves in the present instead of looking through every. It's like, um, had you guys watched Black Mirror at all? I have not, no. Mm, uh, not the new season. So one of the first episodes I ever saw was from the first season, and it's when they had basically, it's a, they've got like some device planted in their head so they can re-watch and like basically relive their memories to some extent. Um, that guy, like Toby Kebbell, who's... Oh, yeah. He's like the main guy in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really fascinating, and there's all this like fallout in it, but it's the same thing. It's like... These people are going through, and uh, it's like you can project what you saw onto a screen, so it's like other people can watch what you've experienced and all this stuff. And it's like, it's as though you have that, and people are trying to look through your feed of your life just to find an incident where you might have done something, you know, that, that doesn't actually represent you. 
but you did something stupid or bad. And they're like, oh, look, I found it. I found that time that you, like, flipped off a picture of a nun, and now you're going to hell. I mean, that's pretty bad, flipping off a picture of a nun. But I know what you're saying. Listen. It's it, Look, and, and look, there are people's jobs who are, you know, like, go through, you know, thousands of tweets and try and find the ones that can get somebody in trouble. You would think that the, the standard wouldn't be too high when, I don't know, somebody with a reasonably good job, high-profile job, has uh, in the past tweeted about things that include, you know, Rosie O'Donnell being a fat pig, you know, and I'm not going to name any names, mm-hmm. but, you know, there are people who tweet things like that. Uh, anyway, I think that now, if we had talked about this a few weeks ago, it just felt like, yeah, it's kind of a done deal. There's starting to be the rumblings where, like, Marvel Studios is like, kind of, let's try and figure out a way to get this guy back because, you know, he's going to end up working for somebody else, yep. you know. Maybe he's going to make a Justice League movie or something, yeah. you know. Fuck it, I, James Gunn. Go over to DC. I would love to I, get I, a little James Gunn into well, the DC universe. But also the there's also the idea of like, oh, well, nobody can tell one of these Guardians movies. No, absolutely, because, I mean, that uh, I don't hate the second one like some people on, on the panel, but um, <laughs> it was not as good as the first. No. So, uh, and Jeff, when you and I were talking about this on Twitter, there's a clear choice for somebody else who could do a good Guardians of the Galaxy oh, yeah. movie. You already have a guy who came in and just knocked uh, the third movie out of the park in Taika Waititi, right? And because he's his sensibilities are so like rooted in humor and like a little bit of pop culture and everything, it almost seems like it would be a perfect parallel between him and James Gunn. Like, there's a lot of things that line up between them, where you're like, I feel like he could do a good job. But it would it would still be it wouldn't be a Taika Waititi movie as much because he's operating off of somebody else's script. Right. He's trying well, get to well, this to is if, if they throw out the script, yeah. which you know. But either it, way, it's in, like yeah, it's he's still probably going to have to be to some extent. Um, he's still going to be held to some aspects of the depiction of these characters, like he was in Thor. Like he was able to pivot these characters and play off of aspects of them that had been kind of boring in the past. But it's like, that's not necessarily an issue that we have with Guardians of the Galaxy. So I would think you're going to just try and maintain what they've already built. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how it plays out. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing, it's like, I don't know. I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's unfair. It seems a stupid reason. But then from a corporation stance, Disney was presented with this, and they were like, oh, we're getting pressure? Okay, let's just cut it loose. Well, it's like like, uh, I was saying this about Alex Jones, where it's like, look, you can listen to the things Alex Jones says in InfoWars, and it's like, oh, you're a psychopath, and you're just, like, instigating problems in the world. Like, I don't like almost anything you have to say. But one of his big things that he likes to do is, like, these pedophile rings, and I'm exposing pedophiles and this and that. Like Pizzagate? Yeah. And it's I'm I don't I don't I haven't like looked into it enough to say how credible or uncredible it is. So I'm not even gonna like touch the level of credibility. But I'm saying like just by the essence of him having gone to those points, like if he, if you're doing a service of like identifying pedophiles and that's right. an actual thing you're doing, then who can who can be upset with you for right. that? Like who can knock you for that? Yeah. It's almost like you you get this like untouchable shield to be like I mean, oh Alex Jones predator. yeah you're like you're doing a public disservice by like constantly telling people that um, Sandy Hook people were crisis actors and like those children weren't murdered which yeah. they were but then on the other hand it's like but you're also supposedly trying to protect children so it's like 
Yeah, uh, and no, I mean, and when it comes to that, it's like, uh, you know, so much of what he says, especially what you're talking about, Sandy Hook, it's like, it's such terrible things that he says, but I do feel like somebody like Alex Jones certainly has a right to say them. It's just, uh, I, I think the fact that, I guess, people tend to take them and run with them, like people showing up at Sandy Hook parents' houses and telling them that, why are you pretending your kid's dead? Your kid's still alive. We all know it. You know, when you get those sort of things, it's like, all right, I get it that people are taking it too far, but that doesn't mean that this guy can't have a show where he talks about his crazy bullshit. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of... Look, we've done, what... 291 episodes of crazy bullshit and fortunately yeah. only a couple of those have been taken down you know <laughs> it's uh oh it's tough times to have opinions it's I a mean, tough time to make jokes hate speech isn't protected by the first amendment so i mean we can make all kinds of arguments as to why we should have all kinds of fucking crazy guns so why couldn't we be able to make all kinds of arguments to make assholes go away for a minute can mm -hmm. we can we just start teaching kids when we show them the constitution and these things like Free speech, meaning the government won't lock you in jail yeah. for speaking. That's all that means. Yeah. That's yeah. the only freedom you are given. Yeah, right. You might you might lose your job directing a, a you know multi million dollar movie for Disney by speaking out. You might I don't know lose your ABC sitcom because you uh, send out a, a treat a tweet that you or a treat a tweet that you <laughs> feel you swear wasn't racist. Yeah. You know. So there's yeah there there's you got to teach consequences too. It's like you can have free speech, but it doesn't mean that you know by saying whatever you want doesn't mean that they're aren't uh, some kind of consequences anyway as often happens we end up uh, sidetracked but this Tangent. these last couple of weeks we've ended up uh, having more serious tangents people love the conversation about global warming last week so we're so mm. glad to get everybody's feedback a lot of new on listeners a lot of new listeners yeah. <laughs> a lot of new friends um but uh because we're talking about summertime here in the uh, final uh, moments here jeff i know that uh one of the places you like to go out in the world to unwind is, of course, Joshua Tree. Mm -hmm. And you were telling a story before we started that I thought uh, was was funny. I mean, sad for you, but good story. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, oh, Jeff, it sounds like so much pain and so frustrating. That's going to be good for the podcast. So talk <laughs> about your uh, recent trip to Joshua Tree. Uh, so it was, I went out there for the Persades, which is like an annual meteor shower. Um, and it's really awesome. This year was actually particularly awesome because it was a waning crescent moon like very close to new moon so in joshua tree uh if it's a full moon you don't need flashlights you can just walk around the wow, desert because awesome. the moon is that bright wow. and uh so having the crescent essentially gives us a better view of the sky like you can literally see the milky way when you're out there which you cannot see in most places in the world i'm more of a snickers guy but go ahead <laughs> so anyways we're out there just <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> We're out there, three musketeers for the Persades. <laughs> and uh, uh, we kind of, like, I'm usually pretty prepared, but it was a lot of, like, the whole trip was a lot of, I didn't know who was going to want to go. We changed part of the plan because originally we were leaving, like, Friday night. And then, like, right before we were, like, supposed to be getting ready and everything, it's like, hey, has anyone looked at the actual temperatures while we're there? And it's like, oh, mid to high 90s. So it's like, mm, don't want to be there during the day. Let's not go for Saturday anymore. So you're saying it was going to be a lot of almond joy. Yeah. <laughs> to go. I like that. that I'm just good. sitting back here like, that's good. <laughs> you're like, drive by assassin. <laughs> <You're just, laughs> what candy? Smarties. <laughs> um, uh, so so we, we ended up driving out for like Sunday evening, essentially. 
And I've got this spot that I go to. I'm sure I've mentioned it before on the podcast. That's like pretty awesomely secluded because it's just not the type of place you're going to go unless you know about it. Because it means it would mean hiking in with all your camping equipment and being like, you know where I think I should go? Try to climb up that rock mountain. And yeah. because it's like you go in and then suddenly there's just a drop off. So there's a big flat plains area that's just surrounded by this like theater of rocks to block the wind and uh, animals so it's like perfect so we've been there where there were people camping all around the area we had to park way down the street because there was all the parking spots were spot uh taken up there were people camping like right on the desert floor right outside of what we call like the entrance right. to get where we needed to go and no one had even come in to touch the area like i had left wood there from like months previous and it was there this wow. time we went there was a lot less people and once again it was completely untouched in terms of there was no one actually there but this is the first time we've gone back and i bought a uh, metal grate long long time ago a few years ago and i've left it there because it's just easier it gets really dirty so you don't want to take it in the car you can just leave it there because we built a rock pit for fires and everything and you can lean the grate over those rocks so that it holds it above the fire okay. so we can cook that way so we go there and that's gone now, every other time, I bring a second grate because I'm always like, oh, it's going to be gone this time. This is the one time where I didn't even think about it. I was like, nah, it'll be there. It's never gone. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there. <laughs> so we have hamburger meat. On top of that, we hadn't even remembered uh, utensils, so it already would have been somewhat challenging. Uh, but we're like, all right, so we have hamburger meat and then the sticks and such that exist around us. Let's figure out how to cook this. So what we came up with was uh, we found a rock that was, like, relatively flat on the top. I, like, scraped it off. I had, like, a wire brush. Scraped it off, poured some water on it just to try and get all, as much sediment off of it as possible, and then placed that right in the middle of the campfire. And there was some coals in there already, but then we built the wood around that rock so that it was just cooking the rock to try and get it heated up to a certain point. And it, there was some trial and error, lost a few burgers into the fire, but we cooked our burgers on that rock in the middle of the fire. And the rock, hot enough, obviously, mm -hmm. in that situation. So it was. it's also kind of creating a broiler, because it's like we basically made like a mini kind of log cabin style fire around the rock. So there was pieces of wood essentially on all sides, like shooting flames towards the burgers. And that was the way we found it was the most effective to cook it. And, yeah, we all ate burgers cooked off a rock now, in the middle of a fire. Rock mm -hmm. Burgers seems like it would be a fast food joint in the Flintstones movies. Oh, not yeah. rock not burger. the TV show, but yeah. you definitely, like, in the in the movies there, you know, mm -hmm. you, would, you would have seen John Goodman and Rick Moranis. Like, let's go get a couple of Rock Burgers. Barn, you know. Barn. Rock Donald's. <laughs> rock Donald's. Um, so that, uh, was that your... It was your big trip for the the summer, basically, right? I mean, are you going again? Or? The only trip we've done so far, right. largely because it's just been so hot, so crazy hot. It's yeah. Like the problem with Joshua Tree is, if it is if it is that hot out, then it stays pretty hot. Like yeah. this time, it was still in the seventies pretty much all night. Yeah. So I slept in just my shorts and my shirt on top of the mattress, like not under the covers or anything. Can you say that again, but slower? <laughs> yeah. I've been there once where it was in the 80s at night, so I was, like, uncomfortable. I was covered. In, I had a, a towel to help cool me down. It was, like, a one of those microfiber towels uh -huh. that holds in water, and I was still f dying. 
So wow. you got to be careful. And uh, especially if you, I don't know, go to Joshua Tree to do a bunch of magic mushrooms. Yeah. You know? I mean, we didn't do any mushrooms this what? time. That was a part of the original plan. Well, but uh, it was one a little bit awkward because my mom was there. So it's like, mm, I don't know if I want to do a shroom trip in front of her. And two, since we were only there for the one day and I had to come back and work the next day. Uh, I know you're well aware of this since you take mushrooms all the time. Yeah. But they, when you poison yourself, which is what you do when you eat psilocybin, uh, you don't feel so good the next day. It's not a, mo- a very productive day oftentimes. So, so wait a minute. For the blackation, should we or shouldn't we go to Joshua Tree and do mushrooms? Right? Absolutely should. It's okay. Honestly, though, I will say that I, I've done I, – I did like a, a quarter ounce of mushrooms there once, which is a lot. Yeah. And it was fucking insane and amazing. It was like we climbed way up into this rock mountain. So I'm staring across the desert floor at other like rock formations that are just like moving in sacred geometric patterns and stuff. And then it's like you look up into the sky and you're already seeing this amazing painting of stars. And then because your mind is like exploding, I'd look at the star and I'd be like, and then the star would explode into multiple stars. And then I like was transporting through space because my mind was just like, oh, what all can I show you right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, uh, thanks for sharing that and uh, for sharing your mushrooms with us. You yeah. know, not literally, but just sort of descriptively. Now, uh, this is the part of the show where we always give everybody social media. And um, we've sort of alluded to this. Uh, you're on Twitter at Jeff Duray. Mm-hmm. Now there was a point where you had like ten thousand or fifteen thousand, twenty thousand. I don't. Even I don't know, know if it was up there. But you it had was a close lot of, to ten. You had a lot of bots. Yeah. And then there was a magical day yeah. where Twitter uh, did a Thanos snap, uh-huh. and instead of removing half, somebody they defeated Ultron and yeah. all his little drones. And yeah. so all the little drones were gone. And you, as we're recording right now, you have three hundred and twenty-three followers. So I think I'm back to like regular you're, people. You're back. Yeah, exactly. You have. Uh, you're basically when Superman is at the Fortress of Solitude and he decides that he doesn't want to be Superman anymore, which even as a kid always bothered me. I'm yeah. like, no, you're Superman. That's awesome. You can still be Clark Kent. You don't have to. I mean, it's it's Margot Kidder. She's not worth it, okay? <laughs> you're going to keep your Superman powers. So you're now just Clark Kent all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, by way of comparison... Our friend Coltrane leaks on Twitter. I just pulled that up. 157, yeah. which he was always he like the one lot. with like 14,000. Uh, now, Will and I, we're still pretty close to where we were. Um, you know, not even humble brag, just brag brag. Listen. Um, I'm almost at 4,000, so thank you, everybody who follows me at Christian DMZ. And please follow some more. But, you know, you should definitely, you should definitely follow Jeff DeRay because every once in a while I you follow still Jeff tweet. I, d- yeah. I tried to tweet like randomly I'll have you a were joke. Doing it, you were on a, mean, a nice clip I, but then you started losing followers every day so that's probably when you were yeah. like oh, I gotta stop. It, well it was partly that and partly just getting busy but I wrote down a joke yeah. that I wanted to tweet but it was too late at night and I was really hoping people would think it was funny. So you saved so it. So I saved it because I, I and I just kept forgetting to do it so I'm just going to say it out loud right so now. Please do. Is Andy Circus production company called anything other than Three Ring Circus? I actually like that idea. That's a great idea. I wonder what his production company what is called. What is it called, dude? I don't, I don't know. Two Ring Circus. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, Will, Cir- uh, Will Circus, Will yes. Sterling, you have 2,500, so that's still good. I'm, Those listen, are real followers. Trying to, yeah. You're building trying the brand. to hold down that fort. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's where you can follow uh, all of us, really. And, you know, we gave a shout-out to Coltrane Leaks, so, you know, you yeah. can follow him, too. we got to get him back on. You know, it's this is uh, Blackcast uh, 292? 
<laughs> question mark so I'm that means that we're eight away from 300 and we should probably start planning something you know should maybe the black cation should know. we wow. should we live tweet 300 <sighs> no we should re- live tweet the, 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 the second dare. 300 movie that no one saw right of the nation whatever it's called uh, book of shadows <laughs> book of shadows uh, 302. Anyway, so 302. You can tweet <laughs> us uh, your suggestions for Blackcast 300. You use the hashtag Blackcast 300. Why not? Yeah. But you can also tweet us at Blackcast, B L A D T C A S T. And of course, like the Blackcast on Facebook and we're Blackcast.com for your Blackcasting needs. Uh, this is uh, always fun to get the chance to chat with you guys and, of course, all of Blackcast Nation. So thank you, and we will see you next time. On the motivation report? No, still, still working on it. Still, still not motivated. Maybe. All right. Well, until then, we'll see you next time on the Blackcast. Listening to Blackcast. I don't want to watch what's on the TV. iTunes that put on the BC. Podcasts on, no talking to me. Listening to Blackcast. Keep up on comics and movies. Two phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listening to Blackcast. You don't know what you are missing. Damn fine show hosted by Christian. He's just dope, no ass, I'm kissing. Listening to Blackcast. Click subscribe on this podcast. You won't be the first, but don't you be last. Listen while you pumping your gas. Listening to Blackcast. Met this girl, she smiled at my face. Blackcast enchilada my place. Had one beer, she brought a whole case. Listening to Blackcast. Cops knock on the door and listen. Blackcast on, they think I'm Christian. Cops ran off, now I ain't tripping. Listening to Blackcast. My point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny Lithgow. Listen into Black Cast. Turn it back on! No! Turn it back on. Can't keep listening to the same song again and again and again! I told you. I'm screwed up, man. I gotta get back in the groove. Specifically the New York groove. Give me my Zoom. No. Give me the Zoom. Give it! The man who sings this song is a degenerate. I will not sit here and allow you to malign Ace Freely! Ah!